0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max, and ah, the whole crew is together for this one. I, I haven't looked at what number it is, so I'm not even going to bother guessing, but uh, I am your host for today, Sean Garmer, and here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And I'm glad to have him back once again, Daniel Anderson. Hello. Well, guys, another week in video games, and have you been playing anything? I know both of you guys last week were were talking about how you really haven't had anything big to be playing. Daniel did send me a Trek to Yomi review, which I'll get up on the site tomorrow, by the time you're listening to this. Mark, anything you want to discuss here?
1: Beat Mass Effect 3, again, only been like... Eight years since I played it last, or nine years. I picked up a game called Manifold Garden a few weeks ago, and I, I beat that. That's like a weird, uh, like artistic puzzle game, kind of like, uh, oh, Superliminal or like the Talus Principle or something like that. Or like you know, didn't that launch with one of the consoles? Uh maybe. I swear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not that old. I mean, it just came out. Yeah. I mean, it came out in like 2019. Imported okay. of like pretty much everything. But it's cool. It was, like, two or three hours. And then you can do, like, a speed run, which is, like, a lot faster and more, way more crazy. Uh, I picked up a game called Blue Reflection Second Light. Yes, I heard good things about that game. RPG. Yeah, it's a little, like, JRPG, like, corny, but it's fine. There's only women in the game. And they're all, like, like, 16 or 17-year-old girls. And they're all wearing the most, like, ridiculous clothing ever. It's all, like, you know japanese schoolgirl outfits that are like really improbable it's like senren
0: kaguro sort of but not a fighting game
1: well it's not that's like the weird thing is like they're all they're all wearing these like outfits but they're not focusing on it or they do okay. but it's not like heavily it's not like that bad let's say you know but is like,
0: part of it is you're also like gaining extra uh, suits and things
1: for them to wear i mean I did have, there are some outfit options, but I'm not sure, like, how much I can actually buy later on, or if it's just like, oh, you got, like, four other outfits, and, like, one is a bikini, but it's only for, like, the main girl. Like, I think there's like, a bunch of DLC that you can buy if you want it to get right. way grosser, but, but yeah, it's it's alright. It's an interesting RPG so far. I guess the two things I'll mention real quick, I've, I finally got my Game Boy Flash card, which I ordered in April 1st, so I only took a month and a half. Jesus, really? To be fair, it was coming from the Ukraine, and uh, they have an issue r- r- well, on right now. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I mean, it was like stuck. It was like stuck in Ukraine for like a month. Well, free. yeah. And, and okay. then, like May first, they finally did something. Like they finally, up. Like, oh, we finally found it, or we finally got it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I bought a NES action set with like okay. complete in box. Well, you, you saw the picture. <laughs> that looks. that looks cool. Yeah, it's NES, two controllers, the light gun. I mean, it's like the basic like NES set, you know, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. It is cool. I never had a NES growing up. I mean, I played them as a kid, but I never actually owned one. And uh, yeah, I, I never had one either. That was my
0: brother's console.
1: I mean, I mean, it wasn't even in my my house. Like, I you know, I just didn't. Yeah. My mom was weirdly against consoles, so. But I mean, that box is so nice, and like everything in it is pretty pristine. So I'm not gonna play with this one either. <laughs> Yeah. I I got it primarily as a collectible.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Anything for you? uh?
2: So I bought uh, Medieval Dynasty last year. It's an early access. I've uh, updated it and have been messing around with it a little bit in the last few days, just seeing what all they changed and going through it. It's still, it's a good way to kill an hour or two if you need to pass some time. I mean, nothing great about it, but nothing terrible either. It's functional, it works. Uh I
1: enjoy it. So I mean it's a pretty solid game at this point. A PC game, I assume? Or a console? Uh PC. Yeah. It sounds like a PC game. <laughs> yeah. I mean
2: you're basically medieval times you escape from something that destroyed your village and you get to where your uncle lived and you have to basically create your own first home, then village and set up a dynasty. You have family and basically grow your dynasty and get
1: Oh, I think I've seen a trailer or like some pictures of this game. I mean, it's a
2: nice game. I enjoy it.
1: Is it like like a better version of like The Sims Medieval?
2: Uh, I mean, it's first person, so you're actually going around doing everything. Yeah, Uh, it's not a it's not a third person game, but uh, again, I enjoy it. It passes some time, and it's it's entertaining enough.
0: All right. Well, I haven't uh, other than. The occasional FIFA 22 game here and there. Haven't really done much of that.
1: So beloved FIFA is going away. Ah, it'll just be. uh,
0: It'll be the same thing, just have a different name. So, uh, unlike the college football game that they basically had to dissolve because they didn't know what to do with with. Oh well, how do we really pay the players? This one, they already know that system. (laughs) So. That's coming back next year, next year though. So that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, let's, let's see how far that really exists. Um, You know, considering what has been going on in the landscape right now with that, with college football in general. So yeah, so it hasn't, it's been work and work and it is what it is. Adulting sometimes gets in the way of things you want to do as we all know at this point. But Anyway, at least there has been some news, even though a lot of it is not really game per se related. It is more like other game tangible related or what could happen to companies, including Electronic Arts, pretty much being the looks like the next. Well, it wasn't too long ago. Mark and I talked about Ubisoft potentially wanting to be acquired. Now, Electronic Arts actually went through the motions and almost got merged into NBC Universal. Imagine what that would have been like. Uh, being part of NBC Universal's entertainment division, and they also spoke to Disney, Apple, and Amazon at some point about being acquired or merged with. Uh, obviously, the current EA CEO Andrew Wilson wanted to keep running the company, so that was what, part of the. What company would agree to that? <laughs> well, I mean, okay, let's say that. Let's say that you know the entertainment section is going to get spun off by NBC Universal, which this is probably why the whole thing actually lasted. As far as it did, apparently it didn't continue because of money propositions or
2: anything. It makes sense to keep the person in charge of, with the company making money. Keep him there to keep making the decisions that make them money. It's they're just getting funded
1: from somewhere else. I, I mean, to a certain extent, but he's made a lot of bad decisions, though. Also, and it's not like you know when uh, NetherRealm gets spun off, sold eventually. You know, Ed Boone's going to go with them. Because he's, like, the face of the company. He's, like, the main creative guy. It's not like Andrew Wilson is, like, that integral to, the the EA success story. I mean, if anyone, they'd be, like, John Riccatello and he's been gone for years. Yeah,
2: but, I mean, EA is still making good money. I mean, yeah. we can hate them. We can make fun of them all we want. We can make fun of how crazy it would be to have two of the most hated companies combined into one. But they make money, so. You
1: mean, you mean Apple and EA?
2: Comcast, Xfinity, yeah. NBC Universal—if you have Comcast—the
1: really crazy one is actually Disney. Like, they're like they, they don't make games to begin with, or you know, they got out of the game business pretty much. So, yeah, I
0: can't imagine what that would help them with, especially if they were already had told EA we don't want to renew our ten-year partnership with you. We want other people to make our Star Wars games. What would acquiring an entire game publisher help them with?
2: The only thing I, I can know, think of is there's new uh, there's a new CEO at Disney, so maybe the CEO had a different idea, or maybe it was just EA going to him and say, "Would you be interested in purchasing us?" And Disney said no.
1: That's probably the better of the two options, or yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it does speak to a larger issue of you know, you guys talked about Square Enix selling off their Western. Uh, Division basically They have still have some studios But it's basically that was the main Part of it uh, to embrace Their group which at least it still stayed In a video game company But this is kind of what Microsoft Was talking about right Phil Spencer Said it for many years the reason Why we're buying other than obviously they need Stuff for Game Pass which we'll talk about Later is we want to Make sure that other bigger companies That don't have anything to do with gaming Start plucking out different publishers or studios or whatever, you know, we've seen what Netflix is doing. They bought, what is it, after-party studios, and then they started bringing in people to make all these diverse things and then fired them all of a sudden because they didn't get as many subs as they needed to. They started killing their anime division because of that. I mean, so when you get these big companies buy these studios, like what if they just decide we don't need half of these studios, goodbye. Is it going to make it even worse? Like we talk about how okay, EA won so many awards last year with It Takes Two. What happens if NBC Universal buys them? Do they just say okay, we only want the sports stuff? The rest of the stuff, we don't care about that. It's not making any money. Uh, you're you're funding it, and it's. I mean, that's what EA does now. <laughs> I know. Okay, but what I'm saying is, EA is actually trying to. Who would have thought they would make uh, what Jedi Fall in Order and it actually works out to be good? I mean, uh, Knockout City was a hit for them. It Takes Two was a hit for them. You know, Lost at Random really wasn't. But some of these originals are working out for them. Uh, they bought Codemasters, which I think that's partially also to make them look better for a uh, potential, not necessarily for really wanting all those racing properties, but it does help them. Like we talked about before, Mark, about if they wanted to have a bunch of people to pluck from to improve Need for Speed, I guess you have that. But do you worry about, man, all these sort of Western studios are like priming themselves to get acquired. I mean, what does that say about the gaming industry? It's not good or not healthy.
2: (laughs) I think it's more that a lot of companies have seen just how much Activision Blizzard sold for. and
1: Yeah, they want a piece of that. 40 $40 billion dollar (laughs) pie
2: yeah i mean think about it if ea was going to get a similar amount and business was going to continue as usual they were just getting more money from their parent company why not do it i mean the people that are in charge will make a ton of money from the buyout and they still keep their jobs and nothing else matters i mean nothing else matters to them because they're keeping their job they're making money on the deal they're good with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that's why EA wanted to merge and not necessarily get acquired, because merging would mean more like, okay, we're just keeping things the way they are, but we're merging with
1: you so that you See, can help us pay for things. Like I think if like they went up to Disney and said, Hey, if you want to buy us it will be forty billion dollars, that's a bet that'd be better or that'd be a better you know, potential right. deal than merging for sure right but what they're
0: trying to make it seem like is that merging would have meant more protection for them and that like i said if they because i i that's what i worry about i worry more about these big companies that aren't microsoft that aren't sony that aren't embracer group you know they have another agenda besides video games right so where, you know, Sony has another agenda besides video games, but video games is a huge part of their pie at this point.
1: So they can't really just go, oh, PlayStation. Same with Microsoft. Like, we were talking earlier that Microsoft originally spin off the, the game division. because Well, it they was, did. Like, profitable.
0: They, well, they did put gaming into its own division. That's why uh, Phil Spencer is, like, head of gaming or whatever now. But I'm just saying, like, Microsoft has the money to do that. They are fitting the bill for Xbox. They're trying to push Xbox into a different sphere themselves. But like, let's say Apple buys it and they really can't figure out how to make this work for them. And they go, Oh, well kill all these studios like Google did, right? Google tried to get all these original studios killed it. And then what happened? Oh, now Stadia is some tech that they're trying to sell to somebody. I mean, could they end up being dying off because they don't get bought by someone? Maybe, I hope so. maybe not. The fact that EA feels strong enough that they can do without the FIFA, which honestly, FIFA license means nothing when you look at that series. It means the World Cup and nothing else because all the players, all the other leagues are another entity completely that has nothing to do with FIFA. So the fact that EA is still going without all that just kind of means do they really need that? Now, whereas Ubisoft, I wonder. I wonder if they're really needing that acquisition or that Merger to really be able to keep things going for them, and they just said
1: that Beyond Good and Evil Two is going to be the most the bad most badass game ever. Oh yeah, what, what in ten years or whenever that oh, comes they out? Got, like, they got skull and bones. They're good. Uh, well,
0: I
2: the think one that- also you might have some of this acquisition going on with or people more openly talking about it because if the inflation keeps rising, if the economy contracts, luxuries like gaming might start getting cut from people's budgets. And yeah. you might yeah. see projects getting cut from that. Whereas exactly. a company like NBC, Universal, Comcast, what, I forgot what its the overall parent company is, but at least with NBC, Universal, they have properties that they could make games for to try to, I mean, it kind of aligns a little bit better than going to like Apple or Disney would work, but going to like Apple and trying to just have games from scratch wouldn't work.
0: Yeah, and I don't think Amazon, even though their their latest project has worked with New World, I don't know if they have really proved that. I mean, Luna's doing okay, but like... Well, I mean,
1: they they have, yeah. Lost Ark is a, a, actually like popular game. New World did well initially, but it's bottomed out.
0: <laughs> right, I mean, Lost Ark's doing okay, but I'm just saying, like, they still haven't proven themselves, like, oh, well, they could take an EA and really do something with it. It's still kind of up in the air as to, is Amazon going to keep going? They do have Twitch that could help them, obviously. I still wouldn't trust them. I mean, obviously, the, the most <laughs> the most direct thing that would have worked for EA would have been Microsoft because they already have to deal with Game Pass for EA Play and everything. But obviously, they can't buy EA after they have the deal with Activision Blizzard going on right now. So... And I and Sony, I think, has made it clear they do not want to buy publishers. They'll buy studios, but they don't want to buy a whole publisher. So other, mean, other than Navy, Square Enix, if they yeah, would really Sony, to offer Sony wouldn't want to buy
1: EA. They would they would more happily buy yeah Square or Capcom or yeah. possibly yeah. Sega.
2: I think uh, if EA does get bought from the information in the story, they're going to keep running just as they are now. They're just going to have extra funding from a parent company. I don't think anything massive will change with it. Honestly,
0: ah, uh, we'll have to see. I mean, once that parent company is putting in money, they then have the right to tell you which games to make and which ones not. So
2: they do, but yeah, as long as EA yeah. is still making money, they're gonna. I would imagine they're gonna be more hands off yeah. with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you have Madden and you have whatever the soccer game is going to be called, and you have what Mass Effect and Dragon Age that whenever they do, those games do come out, will sell well. That will obviously cut you some slack for a while, but I wonder if they start looking at things and going, oh, hey, these games aren't really making a lot. Do you have to keep making them? That's that's the thing that's kind of worrisome is you kind of want to still be able to see some of that stuff happen. You know, you still want to see the It Takes twos and other things come out of that studio as well, you know? EA just published that. They didn't. <laughs> right, but they're yeah. they're putting the money towards it. So, yeah, somebody else could pick them up, and Microsoft could add them to the ID at Xbox or whatever, but they're still putting the money in. So if another company is the one that's actually sort of saying, here's what you can make, here's what you can't, does that start affecting those games, you know? Or does they just say, okay, well, as long as you're putting your money in, not ours, then whatever. We we'd have to actually see that happen. We t- we technically haven't seen a that happen yet.
2: Well, I think the other thing with NBC Universal, you'd have to look at as well. Think about all the IPs that they they own for TVs and movies, right? And they could you could see NBC make a Mass Effect or a Dragon Age TV show or mini series or movies, something to try to get more people interested in Peacock.
0: Exactly. I mean, that could happen, like you said. You know, we, we, yeah, I mean, they keep
2: looking at it not just to get the video games, but to get the rights to the IP to make movies and TV shows with them.
1: I want, I want NBC to buy EA so they can make a Madden TV show (laughs) essentially like hard knocks,
0: but the whole year (laughs) moving on from merger or acquisition news to. Hey, Raven Software finally got what they want. After all this time, they got their union. 19-3 to 3 was the final vote. It's going to be called the Game Workers Alliance. That's pretty encouraging for perhaps further things happening at other video game companies.
1: Uh, how it, will Microsoft deal with this? Uh, I think Microsoft yeah. has said they, they're fine with it. But I to EA, yeah. or to Activision's going like, no, we're just going to check on Raven now. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure Microsoft would not let them do that or they would (laughs) re-resurrect Raven as soon as the acquisition happened because that would just be so bad PR.
2: The question is just – so I'm trying to be – I've dealt with unions and jobs before, and some are good, some are bad. If they're not going to try to gouge the parent company, if the union does not try to gouge the parent company and just tries to make things fair, I don't think it will be a problem if you get a union that's trying to gouge the parent company, not really help the workers and it's just trying to make some money, i think you're going to see some pushback and you could see Raven getting closed down if it's not profitable with with the union there. Now i know this is only QA workers, but I, I mean i've seen i've been in places where people have because of a union people have been lazy, not done any work and basically couldn't get fired or it was too much trouble to fire them. I've also been in places with the union where the union has been really good and it didn't protect those type of workers. So it really just depends, but I could see this going either way or just because we're only talking about 22 employees or 28 employees. I think I could see it just not really mattering one way or the other because it's such a small group of employees currently.
0: Right. I mean, it is a small subsection of the bigger overall Activision, Blizzard, all that. So Considering how Microsoft's already, you don't really hear a lot about people saying it's a bad place to work or anything like that. I, I'd imagine that they would do what they can to work with that. I don't think that salary or anything like that's going to be an issue for Microsoft. Obviously,
1: um, no, I think the main like yeah, Activision problem is yeah. like uh, over like overworking or like too many hours, right? Yeah, you know, overtime. But I mean, until
2: yeah. the buyout gets final regulatory approval activision still in charge so they could right you know, i mean who knows what's going to happen at this point
0: yeah i mean and i you know i just mentioned you probably talk much about microsoft honestly you don't hear that much about sony playstation's uh workplace either except for in the case of there is now another gender-based discrimination gender-based harassment suit that was uh, filed uh, against PlayStation. The first one was dismissed in April. Uh, that was why we really didn't talk about it much because it felt like they announced it and then pretty quickly it got dismissed. Uh, it wasn't like the Activision Blizzard one that kind of stayed on and kept going. This one, again, is the same kind of thing of kind of just discriminating against the genders. Obviously, we have a a different thing where you have PlayStation in Japan, PlayStation United States. Uh, so... That's uh, two different forms of looking at a workplace. Any any thoughts on this? You think this one's going to have any more legs than the other one? I mean,
2: from what I read, this one is the same person is involved with it. They just added more proof and more (laughs) examples of what's happened to get around the reason that it was dismissed the first time. And I think think other people have come forward with similar stories. Uh, The big thing is is it going to be. And I haven't done a deep dive into it, but if it's just one manager making these comments and the person never reported it, and then they turned around and sued, that's one thing. Whereas if it was reported and then it was ignored, that looks bad on the entire company. You can get away by saying it's one manager, we got rid of them, blah, 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 there's no reason to sue. But if it was reported and then ignored, that's when you get into these big lawsuits
0: though what's the specific about this one is that it wasn't the last one was very broad. So the last one was trying to encompass all the PlayStation's employees in the United States. Now it's, Oh, it's only these women who worked in the California branch of PlayStation under this vice president. And one of the allegations, that's sort of the one that's kind of the biggest one that was added was Uh, at Sony Online Entertainment, they received an email from an engineer saying that I shouldn't wear a skirt anymore because it was distracting him. And then, uh, there's also men ranking female colleagues on hotness levels. And there was an email distributed with filthy jokes and images of women, uh, used throughout the workday, uh, to share further offensive images of women. It almost kind of screams a lot like that one from, what is the studio? Quantic Dream, where yeah,
1: the boss is a yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. I I mean, I I, that's terrible that these women had to go through that. Yeah, I
1: don't think it's like a systemic problem though. Unlike yeah, no, no, that's that's why.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is that that's why that first one got thrown out because it's like you don't have any evidence showing that this is an entire PlayStation problem. Yeah, you need to be a bit more. uh, Oh, so this is a that boss problem okay then, let's th- make it about that boss. I could see them getting some kind of lawsuit win here. I mean it'll settle. Yeah,
2: yeah I think Sony's yeah. going to try to settle it as quickly as they can just to keep it from blowing up, because if it, if it is more widespread and more people come forward, then they could expand it, and I don't think Sony wants to see that happen.
0: Yeah, probably like nipping in the bud before it gets to uh, anything that would even approach the Activision Blizzard level, if there is that. But yeah. you have to hope that there's not. Um, again, terrible for these women that went through that in their specific uh, workplace. Uh, that that is under the PlayStation umbrella. You never want to see that. Uh, hopefully, it it does not. You don't find out that this is a bigger thing because uh, you'd hate to see that. Just, I mean, obviously, this is a big thing in gaming. It's we hear about it. We heard about it with indie studios as well. It's not anything new. It will probably continue to be coming out uh, throughout these years as people do more investigative journalism about this stuff. Let's just hope that the more of this stuff comes out, the more of this shows workplaces and gaming that you need to change. And don't be this way. Don't be this way. We don't need that. I guess I wouldn't say it's surprising. Um, It feels like this is kind of just a thing that to me, like when you when you go back in time and you say, "Oh, Spider-Man was offered to Microsoft for to be an Xbox exclusive," and they kind of just said, "No, uh, we're going to focus on our own stuff," and then PlayStation said, "Oh yeah, but you got to make an exclusive, and we'll go ahead and make a triple A AAA game for it," and then they picked Insomniac. Well, hey man,
1: Microsoft had Crackdown; they were ahead.
0: <laughs> I don't know that it, I mean, some people were saying, oh, this is such a huge loss for Microsoft. It's like, okay, if Microsoft had it, are we sure they would have picked Insomniac to do it? So if they picked another studio, we wouldn't have had the same game that we have with Sony, right? So how do we know that it would have been a big loss for Microsoft? Maybe it would have been worse. Like, people would have been saying, oh my God, they ruined Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, I think that was probably part of the thought process, too. I mean... I don't remember what studios they had back in 2014, but has there been a really good third-person game that is an Xbox-exclusive studio? Well, I mean, exactly,
1: yeah. ge- technically, Gears is third-person. Yeah, I would say yeah. Gears, but they're yeah. not, they didn't start off as, like they didn't originally make it, obviously.
2: I'm just trying to think, anything like a third-person action game, not Gears, but something...
1: Blinks the Time Sweeper. Uh, well, Recore, <laughs> that wasn't <No>. good. <laughs> so, that was Capcom, like, too, I
2: think. No, it wasn't
1: Capcom, it was, yeah, but that was terrible. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, they I, like they don't like that's not their bread and butter, really, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, it also I mean, just didn't fit in. I, I, like, I mean, I was I mean, joking about Crackdown, but I mean, that, that'd that be it, kind of, but they didn't obviously originally, yeah, did that I, either.
0: Uh, back <laughs> then, back then, they were really focused, like you know, has been said, on what is still existing today the Forza years uh Halo cycle, and they weren't even what in 2014 they hadn't started the whole acquisition thing yeah. where they started acquiring studios either. So that,
1: that, they were really yeah. <laughs> that was the infamous e- E3 press conference, and they're like, "Oh, we got Phantom Dust," and it's like, "You do," <laughs> and then it never came out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were trying to do like scale bound. That didn't work at that point. Um, you know they they were not in the best place like they are now and like you said uh daniel that's not their bread and butter at all this is this is really it works for sony because that's this is what they do this was yeah. another peg in all of their studios that they have a lot of these in common these third person narrative games or narrative adventure action adventure kind of games i mean think about it like and Sonyaq at that time did uh what was it called sunset
1: overdrive yeah. Right? Yeah. That's like they're like one multi or one uh third party game. Like would we have really thought at that time, oh
0: man, Insomniac's gonna really hit it with my, with uh with Spider Man under Xbox's umbrella, where they had the history of Ratchet and Clank over with Sony, so
2: and infamous. I don't know. It's well,
0: us is uh Sucker Punch, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I just mean the yeah. uh, that type of game,
0: yeah.
2: I mean, the only thing I could say about Sunset Overdrive was the act of having to keep moving,
0: yeah. A no, lot
2: with the Spider Man game, too. But that would be about it. I, I mean, I don't think Microsoft would have chosen Insomniac if they had taken the IP back then. I think I don't know what we would have gotten, honestly.
0: Yeah, I, I loved Activision's uh quote of telling so, um marvel i hope you find your unicorn
1: and they certainly found it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, certainly found it with that um and then like how cool is it that you have the game and then also sony has the movie license so it kind of just makes sense uh would it be cool to have it be multi-platform if you could like they were in the activision days sure but it is, no, what it is. because
1: like some of those ports were a little dicey.
0: No, but I mean you wouldn't really have that problem with PS4. No, and
1: not, beyond. not that. But they always, yeah. they always put in like the Wii, and it's like, wait, why? <laughs> well,
0: no, no. Yeah, like I don't think we would have a Switch version of Spider-Man. I'm just saying I don't it would be cool if you were an Xbox only owner and you could play those games. But obviously when Sony's put fit in the bill, that's just part of it, right? You're not you're not gonna be able to do that. However, uh, Microsoft is making, well, not Microsoft, I guess, uh, Game Pass, their major thing that they always want to push, uh, is making ways for another reason. Now, again, I'm just bringing this up. Uh, the two people that are involved in, in this entire article that Hitaku wrote are actually people that I know, Tony Polanco and Gene Park. They're both, you know, game journalists. Uh, They had a conversation with each other basically on Twitter about how they were unsubscribing from Game Pass. And then all of a sudden it got turned into, oh my God, people are subscribing from Game Pass like crazy here. Oh my, Uh, I'm getting burned out. And really what he was trying to say was Microsoft hasn't lived up to what they were saying, which is you were going to have a first party game each quarter. They've had to delay their two big games like y'all talked about. And then... They haven't really, you could say, delivered with the big third parties either. They've relayed a lot on, relied a lot on indies this year. I put the breakdown here in the the doc as well, if you guys want to look at it, for the AAAs from January to May of last year to this year. Um, a lot of sports games, a lot of racing games that they rely on. A lot of that's from the EA Play thing. I mean, like, I'm a Game Pass subscriber, but I love indie games, so... I always subscribe to it because there's something to play. Also, especially for me right now, where I don't have a lot of money to spend on games at all. It's something you can pay your $10, $15 a month and you can play stuff that comes to it. Daniel, you also, you know, you just reviewed a game that was on the service. I mean, what do you think about like people saying, okay, you haven't really been delivering the AAA games. That's what I like to play. I'm, I'm unsubscribing. Is that a big, problem for microsoft there are people kind of doing this a little bit too early should they wait for that big showcase in june like what are your what are your thoughts here
2: i mean i'd be interested to know just how many people are actually unsubscribing uh for somebody like me who doesn't have a lot of money doesn't have a lot of time to play they're over i want to say over close right around 500 games four or five hundred right. games on game pass if you add in the PC games as well that you get access to, I have been happy with it. Even on, I mean, now I'm including the PC side on this, but there's a lot of games on the PC side as well that I've played. I've enjoyed them. And maybe they're not AAA games, but they're pretty high up there. And it's given me a chance to play some games that I otherwise would have had to wait for the Steam cell and then work through a backlog trying to get to. Yeah, there isn't as much coming out on the console right now, but we're kind of in one. We're in my mind, I'm still associating it with COVID, where development on a bunch of games slowed down because of that. I'm still happy with it. I'm still playing it a lot. I'm playing whatever I can when it comes out. To me, it's still worth the money because it gives me a chance to look at other games, and if it's on a, a game that's not on Game Pass, it gives me a chance to spend some of the money that I have, which isn't a lot. Look at other stuff that I wouldn't normally be able to get because it's not the big game. It might be a lesser title, might be a thirty dollar game instead of a sixty dollar game, but it lets me try out more stuff that's even that's not on Game Pass.
0: I am Mark. I know this is not your favorite topic.
1: Well, I I view it as a problem of their own making because they, yeah, like last year they put all their big games on it, and people expected like you know every two months, hey, a big game, and oops, that didn't happen, or you know of course they can't maintain that type of uh output even even like without covid like they still still wouldn't happen
0: <laughs> yeah i mean you buy all these studios right and it's it takes time to make those games and then all you what you see a lot of is delays or games that are very far out and so people say well it's going to be a while before those games come why do i need to keep subscribing to something that i'm not really using honestly i think that that says that's something that people should be more aware of honestly i think people need to start really thinking about with everything becoming a service now even play even playstation has their own service it's not the same as game pass but it's similar you really need to consider what is best for you when you look at everything else that is a service including the streaming stuff with video and all that like netflix keeps upping their price like do you want to get to the point where you're paying 30 dollars for that i mean so that that's i think that goes to the larger spectrum of you can unsubscribe and subscribe whenever you want to you don't have to keep paying for it every month if you're not going to use it
2: yeah i i will say i think right now game pass is a much better value than any a service like netflix just because you have a wide variety of games on there including games that you can go back and replay and replay multiple times and experience and you can also
0: buy them as well it's not like you're limited to only playing them on there, like netflix
2: and i mean i just i would for the price that i'm paying for netflix and the price that i'm playing paying for game pass if it came down to me having to choose one of them to get rid of i'm getting rid of netflix i get a lot more use out of game pass than i do out of netflix now asked me after this weekend what I spent more time watching. It's probably, or doing, probably going to be Netflix, because they have the big release coming out with Stranger Things.
0: Yeah, agree.
2: On average, I play, I'm playing more games from Game Pass than I am watching stuff on Netflix.
0: I, Mark, so looking at it from the perspective of, uh so you had a, a person that was involved very early on in the Xbox creation, Ed Freeze, who says that he's worried about Game Pass becoming bigger than it already is and becoming the Spotify of the game industry. Do you... I I just can't see the services ever really overtaking the traditional way that you buy and play games, but maybe I'm just being myopic in that view. Like, Where do you see that?
1: If you had the service, why would you buy the game? I
0: bought games that I play on Game Pass if I really liked like them when I when I okay. had more
1: disposable like, like, income. Do you think Halo Five or Halo Infinite is ever going to go off Game Pass?
0: Well, it's not. It's a first party game.
1: Yeah. yeah. So why would you ever buy it?
0: Uh, I mean, they sell
1: and they sell it in the store, but why? Like, right? Why would you ever buy it outside of budget concerns? If you if you could always just be on Game Pass, a uh, Game Pass subscriber, why would you ever buy that game?
0: You're right. Why would I? If it's a first-party game that's ever coming off, you're right. Why would I buy I mean, even that even like game?
1: third-party games, though. It's like, I mean, I think I just saw like, oh, like Final Fantasy 13 is going to be a knockout Game Pass, like, or you know, older games. But it's like, who, people aren't subscribing to Game Pass for that, like that, that type of stuff. Really, they're either doing they're it, not. Like, they're, they're either doing it for the indies, like you, or the AAA games.
2: Well, I'll say this: it. Game Pass really helps if you're, it's really nice to have if you're looking for something to play, but you don't want to spend money. There might be something that you haven't gotten to play in years. I'll use Mass Effect as an example. I don't own a copy of Mass Effect 3 right now. If I ever wanted to play it, I could go on to Game Pass, play, I think it's still on there, play Mass Effect, and not have to spend any extra money to play it. I can go on there and play, if I feel like playing Skyrim, Oblivion. But so le- OK, there, Let, let's use
0: that same example. The EA Play stuff does come off after a while. It's, it doesn't stay on there forever. Knockout City's coming off at the end of uh, this month. So in like seven days, let's say that you did play the Mass Effect Remaster and you got through Mass Effect 1 and you got to halfway to Mass Effect 2 and you go, man, I really want to keep playing that. Well, now you have the option of buying the Master Remaster at a discounted price and now owning that game and you continue to play it. Well, but you started playing it because of Game Pass, and that's the whole point. They they do have those numbers that show that there's 40% more games being played and, what, 50% more purchases from people that that uh, play games on, that, that spend more than non-members. So there's something to be said for... It is something that helps people go, oh, I like that game. I'm going to buy it now, especially if you decide, oh, I'm going to unsubscribe for a couple of months because I don't see anything coming down the line that I really care about. Like, like this month has been kind of empty for the big releases, right? Uh, it's been pretty much all indies. And I wouldn't say they're like killer indies either other than like Trek the Yomi here. Or- um you know even the Ayudin chronicle one i don't think it's it's not the one that i'm really excited about i'm excited more about the actual jrpg one that's coming next year i'm not excited too much about this one uh i played it i think it's fine but this month in particular has not been like the greatest ever for game pass so if you wanted to unsubscribe like some people have but you had games that you were playing on it well then you have to make that choice okay well do i mate a couple months to play it again or do i just go ahead and buy it and play it you know so i think it serves a purpose
1: and unless, unless it's likes, like yeah well unless it's like the triple a game it's always going to be cheaper to buy it if not not digitally but at least physically like mass effect yeah, legendary awesome. is now about 25 bucks uh yeah unless it goes on some big sale at some point
0: yeah it will always be cheaper to buy uh physically i mean i just don't think we need to worry about like it becoming like what Spotify is for music where pretty much everything's on Spotify for the most part, other than a few people here and there that have chosen artists that have chosen not to be on it. Um, you can complain about the model of how those artists get paid and it's not the greatest and whatever, but even they have numbers that show that more people buy music or at least listen to music now because they're in these services. Uh, compared yeah, but to the when developers you, aren't,
1: aren't getting are getting paid peanuts oh
0: i agree with you they're getting paid peanuts but if we had to start going back to the old ways of well you get the single and then hope you buy the album and the rest of the album sucks people aren't gonna buy albums that much anymore i think it's i just don't think that works for games because we have other ways of of understanding if that game is going to be good or not before we go and invest that $60 or whatever it is that we want to pay for it. And Xbox is a way to do that. So it's going to be PlayStation's game trials thing. I don't know. I just think that we're not going to, we're not going to, I think we are going to see like, let's say our, our kids generations, right, Daniel, mine and yours of saying, Oh, we grew up with everything to service. So, I'm kind of used to I just turn on this thing and the games are there and uh, or they get used to the free to play stuff and that's what they play. And maybe you don't have that biggest investment. I think personally, it's not necessarily the the Game Pass or or the PlayStation Plus. I think it's the free to play games that stand the chance of making it to where we're going to start seeing more of these games as a service. And more and more of that happening than than Game Pass and PlayStation exists PlayStation Plus existing. I don't know. That's just me. I see that being more of a thing that's going to happen even further and further than saying more people jumping on Game Pass, more people jumping on PlayStation Plus.
2: I think Where, the free to play model is. I think I don't know. I there are some people that love it and will spend a ton of money on it, and then there are others that refuse to pay a single penny. I think if we so without getting too political or involved too much in economics, if we are going into some type of recession where people are suddenly having to watch their spending, I think you're going to see a lot of free to play games start disappearing because people aren't going to have the discretionary income they've been having. And I think that's when you're going to see stu- stuff, like game pass, like the PlayStation service, more people are going to be relying on that to pick up and play games picking up a cheap used copy down at GameStop or picking up a copy when Walmart marks down some of their games on Black Friday. I think Game Pass is going to keep a lot of games around in people's minds. And you're going to see studios start using that to determine, well, yeah, this title might not have had a lot of sales, but people are still playing it a lot. So maybe it's worth revisiting the IP later on.
0: I right, am Mark, we have seen some of that be positive and some of that be negative of oh a game is on game pass it gets a lot of buzz right but then when you there's a game that you think should be on game pass that doesn't you kind of see the neg the other side of it happen right where people are like oh that i'm gonna wait they complain about the fact that it's not on there like is there a possibility of that let's say sony starts getting into that as well of like starting to pick up more and more games to put on the service that are newly released, not necessarily the classic stuff, and people start just saying, oh, well, it should be on one of these services, and it's not. Like, doesn't that affect the games as well? No, it just creates a bunch of entitled gamers. But, I mean, okay, let's go to Daniel's thought process, right, of saying, okay, people don't have as much money to spend on games. That's
1: fine. Like, you don't need to – gaming is not, like, a need – Like a requirement if it's between like you know having food on the table or having an Xbox like uh game pass subscription i'd rather have food on the table you know like well, right.
2: i'm just talking about like your entertainment dollars what are you getting the most bang for your buck the most entertainment out of to me i'd rather play a game on game pass it might be a 5 6 year old game i haven't played before i just didn't get around to it when it first came out but it's good and I'm going to see, let's say, 10, 15 hours into it, which would probably be more than what I would get to sit down and watch TV, watch something old on Netflix. I mean, I feel like there's, with the amount of titles currently on Game Pass, now if you cut those in half, it could be a completely different tune. But with what's there right now, I think you get more entertainment bang for your buck. And if people start watching their entertainment money, I think Game Pass is going to be seen as a bigger value than it is already, just for the back library, if nothing else.
1: I mean, the back library is another issue. I don't know about you, but like me and Sean have like huge stacks of games even played, or you know, right. played for like an hour and then didn't touch, or you know, just didn't go back to. I mean, why yeah, I mean, not? Delve I, mean, into I that. Have that
2: too. I have that yeah, too. Like it's just
1: you need, like you don't need like you don't need a steady diet of new games or, or fresh thing. Go back right. to your old shit. Yeah. Well, but I mean, that's playing, the thing.
2: With yeah. I don't have 500 games to pick from physical copies, whereas with Game Pass, there's almost 500 games on there that I can just pick something and play well, it not, for a little while.
1: Not physical copies, but digital. Well, like, I know I'm those just won't saying, go, those won't go away on like most Game Pass stuff eventually. Like I'm just saying, if with the way I, I mean, view
2: Game Pass right now. And I'm going to use Netflix as an example because the prices are fairly even. I feel like, or I know I get more entertainment value for my dollars out of Game Pass than I do out of Netflix. So if sure. it came down to where I'm having to start cutting stuff out of my bills, Netflix would go before Game Pass just because I get, I use it more. There's more with it. And I think as long as it has that value where there's a large catalog of stuff to choose from that are, decent to good games. I think people are going to, if we start cutting, if we have people start cutting their budgets, Game Pass is going to look like a better and better value.
0: Okay, but let's say to the people that, that, okay, we, we played a lot of these games, right, that are on Game Pass and, and everything, and you're, and you're saying, well, but I need that sort of steady diet of what you promised me. I need those newer games to get me to keep, subscribing to this service and especially now that you're cutting off two of the big games that we were expecting just like last year. Okay, last year we got the two big games, right? We got Forza, we got Halo, which now people are thinking, oh, maybe we shouldn't have gotten Halo, but that's beyond the point. It's already out, you can't do nothing about it. But and you also got Cyclonauts and some other games. So like right now, the two games people are looking forward to are not happening. So doesn't if you're going to go by their logic, doesn't Microsoft owe you you better do something, right? You better get some third parties, some big third parties. It, you better get something
1: that makes me want to keep subscribing to this service. If those, if those people actually exist and they post on like Twitter or like forums, Microsoft should find them and then ban their account so they can't actually subscribe anymore.
2: <laughs> I mean, so the way I'm looking at it is, I'm paying the money for
1: you're paying for a, 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 li-
2: a library, which is
1: yeah more um, justifiable than bitching that you don't have the, the latest version latest game i mean right
2: and part of it is i went into the year not expecting to get those two games i figured they were going to get delayed to the either the end of 2022 or into 2023 anyway so to me it's not shocking i'm not upset about it because i didn't expect them to come out anyway
0: i can kind of understand the people that are upset about starfield because they made such a big deal about announcing it a year before
1: yeah, but it still showed no actual get, gameplay.
0: Yeah, well, that no, wasn't I, Microsoft I that
2: decided to announce it either. I mean, that was before Microsoft bought out Bethesda. Well, that
0: that was at the same time they bought out but Beth- They were already part of Bethesda.
1: Also, also like, for the people who are actually excited for that game, look at Bethesda's recent track record. Like That should give yeah. you some pause right there. But I mean, looking at it right now from,
0: if I'm looking at this list of what has come out this year when you're looking at triple a's no, this Ford. list is dire yeah. but like you can you can cancel no no, i agree i agree i'm just saying i'm looking at it from their perspective also i think we need to don't count your chickens before they hatch because they still have a big show that's happening in about two weeks and they announced i think like 20 games that were coming to game pass on the one last year
1: so yeah we're not going to suddenly like, say like oh halo we finally fixed up halo and it's available now no
0: <laughs> no, they're not gonna say we finally fixed up Halo, but maybe they do announce a bunch of third party deals that they made with some games. Uh and they 'cause I bet you they're gonna do that same thing they've been doing for the for the past I don't know how long. Every game we show today is gonna be on Game Pass. And there's gonna be some big third party games that are you maybe you don't expect that are gonna be on there, and then people are gonna be going, Well, I gotta subscribe again. And that's what I'm saying. Like everybody that's complaining right now, I think you need to let June 12th happen, uh, and also Summer Game Fest as well on June 9th before we start saying, "Oh my God, this is dire! It's the the whole year is done." Forget that. You know, if you're an Xbox only gamer, I get you're upset right now, but I think you need to be be ready because I don't think Microsoft's going to be hyping the hell out of something if they don't have a lot of things uh, ready to to show for that event. So maybe it won't be everything you like. Maybe there will be some more indies that you don't care about, but there will be things that they're going to get you hyped, I'd imagine. Plus, you know, you got uh, Cuphead coming in about a month, so there's that as well. But anyway, uh, moving on to a few other things here. There's a Death Stranding sequel coming, thanks to Norman Reedus, who decided that he was going to mouth off about there being a part two. Maybe I I kind of <laughs> thought that like after they come out with this like that big collect you know that like remastered whatever version that is the the what do 500? they call those yeah the but PS5 has that special name for it that they that they give I I can't think of it right now but yeah it was like oh all these features of how to basically make the game easier to play it kind of seemed like that's it right Where Kojima's moving on. Uh, you have all these other rumors about because you must make it a different game and all that stuff. It doesn't mean he couldn't have two games going on at once. That's interesting that you have a part two already happening. Are Are you? Uh, I know you guys weren't um, the most hyped about Death
1: Stranding one, but we have to. You have to wonder how much they're going to re, re uh, reuse. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, and even if they just start, if they just started work on it, we're what four years out at the ideally. Or realistically, four years out from getting the game? Maybe three if, they, if it, they're reusing a bunch of stuff? I mean, I don't think it, it's not like it's something that's going to be coming out next year. You might see a official announcement next year, but you're still looking at three to four years before the game's actually playable by anyone
1: outside that's kind of the studio. Death Fantasy 2 will just be PT length. It'll just be, like, an hour long. Oh, <laughs> we'll get us so. a trailer. Uh,
2: yeah, all
0: we'll get is a trailer, and then, like, two years later, oh, here comes the game, finally, or whatever. Um, he did say it's, like, two or three years out, uh, possibly. Um, It took him, what, two or three years to finish all the mocap sessions and everything with the first one? I yeah, but that's, that's insane.
1: That's the thing. is like, they can reuse a lot of that. I mean... They have that, I mean, they have this model, well, obviously. Well,
0: plus we don't know if all of that was used in that game, right? Some of that could have been used for part two. Yeah. Um, or they have,
1: he know, does they have say... The... Yeah.
0: Yeah. He does say we just started part two of that. So, yeah, I don't think that that's coming pretty soon at all. Right. Uh, let's let's get to the two more games things that we have here before we get into, like, some of the, I guess, TV stuff. Arma is coming back. It's coming to console. Uh, it's actually currently available in early access. What do you any thoughts on this? And there's also a Shadow Remastered Deluxe coming, which has been announced for uh, basically all the consoles
1: uh, coming late 22. Don't care about Arma. Shatter is awesome.
0: So, it, for people like me, you have no idea what that is.
1: It's breakout, but it's like uh, has a cool look to it, and it has a really great soundtrack. And you awesome. cannot—it's uh, it, like more physics based because you can like suck in the ball and also like push it out. And it's ten dollars. So. Yeah, I mean that's and that's what the original game was. It's funny because like, the studio who made it, like that game, that game actually had a, a fair amount of buzz back then, and the studio didn't do anything afterwards. They didn't make like rugby games or like you know bullshit like that. And it's like why don't you make another good game? Like
0: <laughs> Atari came out with their own like uh, Breakout um, remastered thing earlier this year as well. So yeah, any thoughts on either one of those? I know not of- our-
1: Huh. Go ahead. I just know Arma has a gave f- a following, but I never played it because it's just too hardcore.
2: Well, I kind of wonder if uh, this is trying to get people, fans of Battlefield, the series, interested in Arma. Because right now, you've got a lot of hardcore Battlefield fans that are unhappy with the franchise and looking for something new. And if you, I mean, Arma is that. Simulate that war simulation game that could take the place of Battlefield in some people's minds if they're looking to go to something new. And yeah. I wonder if that's kind of was- why it went into early access at this point, and they're choosing especially- not to do Arma Four yet; they're just doing the
1: Reforger, I think, is what it's called. Well, especially being a- being on console, like that's that's a first as well, I think. So,
2: yeah, I think they're seeing that this is the time to take a bite out of Battlefield's audience and.
1: And Call of Duty. I mean, let's be honest, yeah. like that didn't set the world on fire like last year either. So, yeah, Arm is cool. But I I mean, that's what like uh, PUBG is based on.
0: Well, uh, they added some more big names to the uh, Twisted Metal TV show. I don't know if that's going to make you guys watch or not. But uh, Thomas Hayden Church and Nev Campbell are now joining Anthony Mackie and Stephanie Beatriz in the upcoming Twisted Metal TV show. Uh Church is going to be Agent Stone, which is the highway patrolman and then Nev is going to play Raven. I I have no affinity for Twisted Meadow
1: at all, so I don't really care. I, I um, like all these actors and I like I mean their roles are okay, I guess, but like this being a comedy show just like bewildering to me. Like
0: yeah, it, it seems like it should be like a more of a
1: action, yeah, drama uh, show, or like yeah. Dark if not like maybe dark comedy or something, but like having anthony Mackie play like a guy named like mr motormouth or something and it's like that's that's really dumb <laughs> yeah
2: i mean this is one of those things that it could be a massive train wreck or it could be something that surprises a lot of people with how it is i think back uh, what was it deadly class on sci-fi i love that kind show. Of that kind of that comedy but still extremely violent feel
0: yeah like, it could uh, be that.
2: Maybe something in that vein could work. I really like that show. Franchise.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, something that was a bit controversial, uh, the Halo show has ended. I've only watched, I think, the first three episodes. I keep meaning to go back and watch the other ones. but You can skip episode seven, trust me. Doesn't sound great. Um, I, <laughs> I,
2: I haven't seen it yet. I saw the first two episodes, but I know what you're referring to on episode seven. and
1: Yeah. yeah. I watched it all. It was mostly fine. It was a little too slow, though, and it needed uh, like one or two more action scenes to make it interesting or to make to make it kind of fuller. Because why
0: just like one or two? Like out of that entire series, you're gonna say just one or two more action scenes? Uh, Because the
1: action scenes they have are pretty; they're decent enough. Although, like the first-person shots are really goofy, I think. But I mean, they only have ten episodes, and it's on Showtime or nine episodes, and it's on Showtime, so they don't have a big budget. Paramount Plus as well, but uh, Natasha McElhone is good as you know Hal, Halsey, and you know Pablo Schreiber was fine enough. Yeah, so, I, I
0: I liked but... him as as the Halo. I mean, Daniel, like, what do you think about the whole people complaining about him not him having his helmet off more than having his helmet on?
2: Honestly, I could care less about that. I knew if we ever got an adaptation of it, the helmet would be off just because. It seems like Hollywood actors, the helmets always come off. I mean, Mandalorian in the first season. I think we were lucky that the helmet stayed on as much as it did. We yeah, saw it come off a little bit more in the second season, and I'm sure we're going to see it coming off more in the third season. Uh, my question for Mark is: since you watched the whole show, is it better than Picard and Discovery?
1: I mean, it, it couldn't. Nothing could be worse than Picard or Discovery. So. Oh,
2: yes, it could. <laughs> yes, it could. Trust me. <laughs>
1: Like at least this show had like like pl- a plot you could understand reasonably well, or characters that like didn't make you want to punch the screen, uh, except for like the one or two people that are in episode seven. It's not like every
0: Paramount Plus does have some good shows. Apparently, like that offer show, which is uh, what the the story of how the Godfather almost didn't happen, and then uh, that 1883 show uh, as well. So I mean, yeah, I know you're not. Biggest fan of the Star Trek ones, but hey, not everything they well, do is. No one is. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm not a fan of Discovery and Card. I was disappointed in those. Strange New Worlds, even after the third episode, I'm still enjoying. I'm still optimistic about it. Lower decks, I still find funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know when we're gonna get a season three of that, but I mean, the only it's just Discovery and Card just does not feel like Star Trek, and it does not. I don't know. I just I can't get into those two. I keep giving them chances, and I keep getting disappointed so so severely.
1: The only character I kind of don't like on New Worlds is uh, Ortegas. She it's like she just belongs in like uh, the Orville. Yeah,
2: I could see that, but I mean, again, I I can overlook one crew member yeah, that sees yeah. odd in it. I'm trusting there's a reason for it, and we'll find out in an episode later on. But we have already seen a lot more character development in three episodes for different cast members in, in, than we've seen in, on Discovery in more, four in, seasons. Yeah.
1: In one episode, much less three. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I just said all three because it seems like you get more characters, yeah, one, but then, yeah. Disco- I wanna, more character development in for different me. characters in each episode than you get in the entire four seasons of Discovery for one character.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, Halo's fine. I mean, it's not as good as like, The Witcher, but i are not yeah. it obviously. Quite as uh, rich in mythology. I mean, they're basically making their own, so... <laughs>
0: they did say that pretty much there's a Halo Season 2 happening already.
1: Okay, yeah, they um, got, got picked up. Or I got Yeah, so...
0: So, hopefully, Halo Season 2 doesn't... Uh... Get worse, like uh, apparently many people thought The Witcher season two did. So hopefully it gets better, not worse. Um, anybody else uh, besides me watch Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness? What did you
1: get? I, I thought it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I did um, too. I thought it was, uh, I liked a lot of the Sam Raimi shots. Um, yeah. But I thought you could definitely we- tell there's a lot of Sam Raimi. In it. But, the two yeah. weird things to me were for a movie called multiverse of madness they only went to like one damn alternate universe
0: yeah the 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 montage of different universes that was your... here
1: <laughs> yeah it which was cool yeah. but like they did it and like you know everything and everywhere uh all at once kind of stole their thunder a lot yeah and then i was really confused about like alternate reality wanda like why she who was her husband or like how did she how did she had the kids i'm assuming it's, that
0: the, you know vision is just not existent in that world like she's already accepted that is not there or he actually he tried to do the escape thing and he didn't come back you know he died and she didn't bring him back or something or um, the
2: infinity stone Hilton him father children
0: maybe yeah
2: i mean well or, no
0: because or, he's, he was dead right like the whole point was that other than that, new Vision, who's not really Vision, right? He's a uh, like copy
2: or whatever. Or is so he in Vision coffee? is
0: de- Vision is dead, right? So
2: maybe because I mean that was their whole big conversation during the battle. You replace all the parts.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it still the same thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he'll come back eventually. And I don't. I also don't think like Wanda's dead. No, I don't no, think no. She is that, she's and, definitely not. though. No.
2: Well, I think I can give you my opinion. I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody. So, if you haven't seen it, don't look at. Don't listen to me in the next co- little bit of this conversation. But uh, the Doctor Strange that came back to the uh, what the, did they call it the six one six universe. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The six one six. Yeah. I think it was actually the evil Doctor Strange that was trapped in the universe that had the incursion. Because if you notice, we never really saw what happened to the body, and we just had him get woken up, and that's the extent of what we were told. So, And then we got the third eye, so something tells me that there's more craziness about to happen.
0: Well, I think he just couldn't repress the those, uh, whatever, the damned, or, so some of that still lives within him, that's why he has a third eye, and then... You know, if you think about the comics, he that third eye gives him extra powers and things like that. So,
2: uh, well, you also you know, had the tear in the back of the cloak that would have been right where the right went through on the one that was thrown out the window.
0: Exactly. Uh, there's but. that too. And then you know, obviously, the his wife, who's supposed to be his wife in the comics, shows up and uh, the, the the extra scene. So, yeah. obviously, there's going to be more to that. Um, as we go on, but I really overly overall enjoyed the movie. Going to be interesting to see if that is who winds up being uh, Reed Richards and the fantastic four or not. Yeah. To
2: um,
1: everyone wants.
2: Yeah. It's who everyone wants. And I think even in the little bit that we had, he did a good job. I think
1: yeah.
2: it's going to be really interesting to see what scenes were cut because, like we didn't get the Tom Cruise's Iron Man that we saw in the Super Bowl trailer, and apparently yeah. there were a bunch of
1: other cameos that got cut. Yeah, there was some yeah. picture of like Bruce Campbell as Doctor Strange at one point, and I was yeah. looking for that to happen, and it didn't. Yeah. I definitely, I'm interested to see what happens with
0: all these uh characters now. I think obviously, you know, with Thor, that's gonna be a, a different movie, but we'll see, I guess. I, I think overall, it definitely deserves the, the money that it is earning.
1: I also like Haley Atwell a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, you are. I know you're always a big fan of her. And yeah. Them. So, okay, I think unless somebody wants to bring up anything else, we that's pretty much it for the sh- the show this week. Hopefully, you heard you uh, yeah. check out what we have uh, on the rest of the WTM network. And we do have a review of Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness okay. by Mr. Mark Radlitz and his crew. If you want to go uh, check that out. Uh, Go subscribe either on the podcast feed or on YouTube, and you can check it out video and audio form and whatever else we got going on as well. We'll be back next week. Um, Until then, folks, see you later.